welcome everyone to the Circle Debate Podcast. It's the host of Devious One Ivan C. And today, ladies and gentlemen, I am joined by the greatest man. He is the icon of Southern California. He's my icon because I live in SoCal. This man has done it all. He has done it all in singles division, tag team divisions. This individual as well is one of the founders of the Wolf Saddies as well. One of the greatest tag team here in Southern California, people who do not know. And he's also part of one of the greatest factions in New Japan. That's TDMK. And of course, ladies and gentlemen, there's a reason why they call him a bad man. But I'll let Stephen A. Smith say, He's a bad man. That's right. He is a bad man, ladies and gentlemen. Bad dude Tito. What is going on, bad dude? How are you? Good, man. I'm doing great. It's a great Sunday out here. Just had a match last night. Kind of feeling it this morning, but uh, that's not going to stop me from jumping on the podcast and uh, hitting the weight room later on uh, today. Awesome, man. I appreciate you very much for taking the time and coming on the show, man. It's an honor to have you. I mean, seeing your career, you know, I've, you know, followed you since what, 20, I would say 2020 is when, you know, before even when the whole pandemic situation happened, unfortunately here for us and, you know, in, in SoCal. But part of that being you started what I would say, I mean, correct if I'm wrong, and on what, 20, what? Early 2019, I believe you started, or late 2019, or a little bit before that. I think you you had you started for uh, quite some time ago, along with Chess. So I mean, break it down to just very brief in you know, in your words, because I know everybody asks, hey, you know, how do you all begin in wrestling? But but here I'm going to ask you, put it in your own words, very brief. How was your journey, you know, begin in pro wrestling? How did it all start for you? Uh, so, you know, I've been wrestling consistently since 2010. I've been, you know, wrestling every weekend since then. And then even uh, before that, I actually started in 20, uh, 2002 or 2000. And I wrestled for a while, but I wasn't, I was still really young. I really wasn't getting the bookings I needed. So I kind of took a little break and then uh, waited for my man body to kick in. And once, once that hit, uh, I've been nonstop pretty much since uh, 2012. Man, that's awesome, man. That's awesome. And you've been around here. Uh, 2010. Sorry. 2010. Yeah. 2010. That's a, that's a long career you have, brother, man. And I'm, yeah, yeah. I commend you, I commend you for that. And, man, just and also seeing you around here, you know, in Rival Pro and EWF, uh, Santino's especially, you know, like, and I know, like, Santino's is, means a lot for you from the heart, you know, with, you know, Mongo, you know, and Joey Chaos, you know, you know, break us down to us that brief, like, you know, training alongside with Santinos and, you know, how did that all, you know, that relationship came about with Santinos? So, like, in 2010, uh, I ran into a, a former wrestling buddy of mine at the gym, and he had seen how how I put on size, you know, because when I first started, I was only 16. I still was going through puberty and shit, so I was only about <laughs> 180 pounds, 170 pounds, but then I had ran into my buddy at the gym, and I was, like, 220, you know, I... I I become a man, you know, and uh, he had offered uh, for me to come back to wrestling. I wasn't really sure, and he said, "Well, why don't you come down to Santino's uh, dojo? That's where we all train. Uh, see if you like it. If you want to stick around, you know, then we got a spot for you." So then, uh, started going to the Santino's uh, wrestling academy. Uh, really loved it there. To uh, got to be good friends with uh, Mongol. Got to be good friends with. Uh, chaos and then uh, i just kept going you know every week and then they're like fuck you're ready you know 
you're ready to wrestle already. And I already knew I was ready, you know. I had been trained before and had matches under my belt. So I just needed to knock off the ring rust. And I did that there at Santino's. And I've pretty much been there training since and even uh, becoming a trainer there too. So That's awesome, man. That's awesome. And then, you know, your first match, was it a singles, was it a tag, or were you in a battle royal? Like, what was My it, first, first match career? ever, I was had just turned 16. I wrestled another uh, one of the students, um, and it was a singles match. It was uh, me versus my buddy, my training partner, and our trainer had put the whole match together for us. So we just had to go out there and do it. Oh, that's awesome, man. That's awesome. And like I said, I mean, you've been, you know, for me, honestly, you, you're one of the icons here along with Che, especially as, as a tag team here in SoCal, man. Like, but yeah, of course, I'm going to say it right now, I mean, we all hear PP Ray, and I, you know, I love Ray and Peter Avalon, but you and Che, man, you guys rock the house any fucking time. And I mean, and, I, and I mean that. Yeah, I haven't seen Ray and Peter tag for a while now, so uh, do, they I know. Tag? do they even tag still? I don't know. You know what? That's, it's been a while. Ever, you know, of course, knowing what's going on in championship wrestling from Hollywood, but <laughs> but uh, you know, prior to that, I think uh, I think it's I think it was the last year or the I think early this year I think was one of the last times that I that I recall. Um, yeah. But, and, but yeah. Yeah, me and Che, we wrestle together every month, every weekend. We've had tag titles everywhere we've wrestled uh everyone wants to put pp ray above us but uh i think we're better than them there you go (laughs) bigger we're definitely meaner and uh we bring the fight we're not just gonna dance around like a couple sissies oh yeah i love it i love it oh man i fucking love it and speaking of whoops addies how does that formation became about with you and che how did that relationship started and how does all you became um, at the time, I had been training at Santino's already for like two years. I was taking uh, bookings already, you know, for like two years, lots of shows. And then uh, I was tagging with uh, Rico Dynamite in SoCal, but uh, I was also getting bookings in Vegas. And um, I needed a tag partner out there. And I always got along really well with Che during training. He was always, you know, when you're training in the dojo, they kind of match you uh, by size. So yeah. you kind of work together, and uh, he was always my size, so we became great training partners, great friends. Turns out we like a lot of the same movies, TV shows. Uh, we have a lot of the same hobbies. Uh, that's like my brother. We got along great. So when I needed a tag partner in Vegas, and Rico couldn't do it right away, I was like, oh, this is ch- me and Che a team. So we had been tr- teaming for about 10 years now. And started uh, in Vegas, and then slowly we got more bookings in SoCal, and uh, we've kind of just dominated the tag scene out here since then. Oh yeah, man! I, and well, what about the name Wolf Saddies? Oh, that's, uh, that's just like some random thing that happened in a car ride, you know? Like uh, Che was always saying "Daddy," like or "Zaddy," like what's up? <laughs> oh, and. Uh, I, we just look like a couple big wolves, you know? So, uh, like, a lot of uh, our fans were like, oh, these guys look like wolves or, like, sexy wolves or whatever. So we just have mixed both of them together. Oh, that's fantastic. It was, it was just kind of a joke, but it kind of took off with the boys. So we're like, if it gets over the boys, more, more than likely it'll get over with the fans, and it, it did. 
Oh, that's awesome. That's like uh, the most popular question I get is, uh, what's a zaddy, you know? <laughs> so it's kind of like, you know, how, you know, Bill Alfonso, like, hey, what's going on, daddy? Hey, daddy. But he's, you know, instead of daddy, more like, whoops, daddy. Hey, daddy, what's going on? Yeah, daddy? Exactly like that. Like, uh, it's just the new generation. They just threw a, a Z on it to make <laughs> Yes, I don't know. <laughs> Love it. That's awesome, man. Love it. And... I know during the pandemic, you know, we had a stoppage here. There was no shows. There was nothing happening here mm -hmm. in SoCal. I mean, a couple of shows, but it was more like no no audiences. But, you know, very brief. I mean, you know, what were we doing at, at that time? I mean, during that time of the pandemic, and did it really – did it backtrack you a little bit? You know, just not only the singles competitor, but also with you and, you know, Che as a tag team. Because yeah, you I guys were in the hot – you know, you guys were already – I mean, right now, you know, currently. But that time – you guys were all oh, bad because we're, we're getting up. I feel like we are really about to take off. You know, we had started uh, just wrestling for bar wrestling. We had done two shows for them and uh, we were having killer matches with them. We were having killer matches all over. So it was to me, I thought it was just a matter of time until we blew up. And then the pandemic came and kind of put everything to a halt, you know. But uh, during that time, I was telling Che, like, bro this it's gonna come back and we have to be ready a lot of these dudes are gonna let themselves go they're not gonna be training they're not gonna be eating right and during the whole time during the pandemic even when i wasn't able to get on the weights i was doing home workouts so you know a lot of home workouts shit ton of push-ups uh deck of cards if you're familiar with the deck of cards uh most wrestlers that's like a warm-up drill but you could like hire the intensity with it so i was just doing high intensity deck of cards lots of fucking push-ups still maintaining uh my diet and was just ready for the world to open up because uh i was going to be ready for it when it did oh yeah definitely and and once it did i mean you know yourself and che i know that this is where i'm curious but you know before i'll get to that but what i wanted to ask is how did it begin now with the you know you getting involved with each pan strong you know how did that how did that be, you know, became a fruition getting involved you know with the dojo himself and you know becoming part of you know the Mitch Pan Strong family. So um, I had done uh, a few shows for Josh Barnett, the Josh Barnett Bloodsport, and I really think uh, that's what caught the eye of uh, the office for New Japan Strong because um, there was a lot of uh, New Japan Strong office um, members there at the show. So uh, I just would go out there because I'm a grappler. I do jujitsu. I've been doing jujitsu for five years. I've done judo for two years, you know. Um, so that was like the blood sport stuff was right up my alley. Uh, if you're not familiar with blood sport, it's basically uh, professional rec uh, wrestling grappling, uh, UWF style. They take off the ropes. So it's like uh, there's no running, basically. It's uh, a lot of uh, fight chain wrestling. So... I had impressed some people there with my chain wrestling and uh, grappling and then also my intensity. Um, intensity is really big there for New Japan. Uh, all the top guys uh, have really great intensity. So um, I had impressed somebody. Someone saw me and liked what they saw. And uh, about a month after my uh, blood sport in L.A., I got a call and they're like, hey, um, we have a date for you for strong. Are you available? And I was like, yeah, I'm definitely available for that. 
Oh, that's awesome, man. And speaking of Bloodsport, I think, and correct me, because you say you mentioned had a match there. Was it with Roy Isaacs? Was that a match? or Royce uh, this year at uh, WrestleMania for Bloodsport. And then, uh, but I wrestled uh, Eric Hammer, who's a training partner for Josh Barnett. Josh Barnett is a former UFC champion. So, um, you know, he's training with the best. So I had an opportunity to, to fight his training partner. And I think that's what uh, really impressed some people at uh, New Japan. Oh, man, that's awesome. And, you know, talk us through with New Japan. I mean, just, uh, you know, the environment, the, you know, in the ring meaning, I mean, with the crowd as well. Because uh, honestly, I feel like, I mean, obviously, experience, of course, you're in the ring, but that ring feels like a boxing ring. I mean, I don't know if you tell <laughs> me, but it, I don't know if I'm right or wrong, but I don't know. It looks yeah. like a boxing ring to me, and it feels just like hearing the mat, hearing just everything. I'm like, shit. Oh, I cringe. Yeah. When I see that. yeah, man, that's a very stiff ring. You definitely don't want to get slammed on it. You because when you do, you feel it, you know. Uh, but New Japan's great. I, I, you know, I feel like I fit right in. Everyone tells me I fit right in. Uh, it's the place I've always wanted to wrestle since I started training. So, uh, that to me, that's always been the goal is New Japan. So, I'm there now. Uh, hopefully, I could uh, keep uh keep the train going and you know impress some more people and stay there for a long time and you know what and you have and you've caught eyes on a lot of you know a lot of people uh nationally internationally as well uh how does you you know the became about you joining tmdk alongside with jonah i mean i know you, yeah. you tagged with jonah for a couple of matches uh so i'm not quite sure if if was it i think in washington i think in dc i think it was when Washington. He made it official. He made yeah. it official that he, you're officially now in TMDK. So, you know, yeah. how did that become about? So, uh, my first match for Strong New Japan Strong, it was me versus uh, Juice Robinson, and uh, Jonah had some heat with Juice. You know, I'm not really sure what it was, but at the end of uh, my match with Juice, Jonah came out, and I had just lost, so I was a little upset with juice so when they had their face to face i thought hey what better time than now than to get a little payback on the son of a bitch you know so uh i kind of held them down while uh jonah kind of kicked his ass basically <laughs> so i think uh once uh jonah saw you know what i'm willing to do was uh, to seep a little revenge and then uh you know that kind of started our tag you know he was like oh maybe teats is Big Teats is all right, you know? So we started tagging a little bit. Uh, had tag match against Finn Juice in Seattle then the next month, and then another tag match in, uh, in L.A. And uh, we were just, we got along real good, me and Jonah right away. Uh, we have really great, you know, the same style, really, in the ring. And uh, he just liked what I what I brought to the table. And then... Then Shane came in to, to help out too. Um, so it was Shane and Jonah who are TMDK and I was just kind of helping out. And then in Washington, uh, we had a big match against the Empire and uh, kicked the shit out of those guys. And uh, that's when they decided to uh, put me in TMDK. They said, you know, maybe uh, maybe bad dude Tito's all right. We, li <laughs> we like his style, we like what he could do. He ain't backing down from no one, and uh, he fits right in with us. Oh, man, and you perfectly do, brother. You really do, and I love 
what you've done, you know, in Japan. I'm really happy for your career, honestly, you know, from where you come from here and, you know, from you know, SoCal here and being in Japan, especially. And, you know, your performance in the G1 throughout the, the, the tournament, you know, like the whole tour overall was fantastic, man. The stack matches you had. Thank you. You know, against, against Tanahashi, you know, and everybody else in, in the roster. I know so far, and one question I've been, I want to ask. Your, how was your how was that dream match? And I'm pretty sure it was a dream match. And uh, fighting at Royal Quest against Kata. That uh, must must have been fantastic for you. I mean, I don't yeah. know how it was a feeling for you. Uh, amazing opportunity to get in there and showcase my skill against one of the best wrestlers in the world. Um, you know, because that's who Okada is. He's number one wrestler in the world. But at the same time, if I get in the ring with you, I'm not going to treat you like you're the number one wrestler in the world. I'm going to treat you like you're my enemy. You're my fucking, you're my, you're my op. And, uh, and I'm going to take it to you. I don't, I don't care how much respect I have for you. I'm going to take it to you because, uh, I'm there to win and I'm there to look good and I'm not going to lay on my back for no one. So if you want to come take this win, you're going to have to do that and take it. And, uh, I'm not going to go down without a fight. So it was an amazing opportunity. I think I definitely opened some eyes there definitely um definitely uh another match i'd like to run back to because uh unfortunately i didn't get the victory but uh you know you can't win them all understanding but that was a hell of a performance man i'll tell you that i, I enjoyed that match great storytelling honestly from in and out it was phenomenal and how's the experience being in a ring with minoru suzuki because i know that has been one another dream match of yours to get uh, in the ring minoru. yeah that was great you know i've always looked up to uh him i always like that type of uh wrestler the wrestler slash fighter and uh he goes all the way back to the pancrase days you know so uh that's to me that's like a one number that's what a wrestler should be you know so getting being able to get in there with him, getting in there with a legend. Anytime you're in there with a legend, uh, it kind of um, gives you the confidence in the wrestler you are, you know. So if you get in there with the legend, you want to beat a legend. You want to take you want to take his soul. So that's definitely what I what I try to do when I get in there with guys. Uh, but being in there with Suzuki was a it was a great fight, and uh, I, it's another one I'd like to run back because I didn't get the victory there. Either. <laughs> Um, so, so far right now in that New Japan roster, you know, who else is, you know, that you're looking up to, you know, that you're looking next to and forward to fight and who's the other dream opponents in that New Japan roster? Um, so right now I think I'd like, I think I'd like to fight, uh, Jeff Cobb. I think we match up pretty, uh, well, um, you know, Osprey is always another one you want to get in there with because he's another dude who's one of the best in the world. Uh, Shingo, I think, too. We match up styley really well. Styles make fights, so, you know, I think number one would probably be... And Tanahashi, too, you know, I I got to wrestle him in some tag matches and some six-mans, but I like to get in there with another legend like him and uh, really take it to him. Oh, yeah, definitely, definitely. And how about Zack Sabre Jr. though? Uh, Zack Sabre Jr. is fucking amazing wrestler. Uh, I've been watching him for a long time. I really love 
his style of wrestling. It's uh, it's amazing. He's a very technical guy. I really like that. And that type of style isn't easy to do. And he does it very well. So getting in there with him, like be having a grappling background like myself, I, I would like to get in there with him. And I also have about like 60 pounds on him too. So I think... <laughs> I'd, I'd stretch his little skinny ass. <laughs> Let's love it. And, you know, being out there in Japan, how's the culture? Like, meaning, like, you know, staying out there in Japan, I I do see a pic of you and Jonah. You know, the, the famous steakhouse, Riviera. I mean, I'm curious. You know what? It's funny because I never asked anybody. Now that you, your experience, because, you know, that's two questions there. One of the environment over there in Japan, like the, the culture itself. And, how was that steak? <laughs> <laughs> well, the steak was good. Uh, I don't know if you followed me on uh, social media, but I we ate at steak every night. We were eating steakhouses. We were eating uh, top-tier steaks, Wagyu, Kobe beef. Uh, it was amazing. But the culture is great, man. Uh, I really do love the fans out there. They're probably the best fans in the world. They really get wrestling. They understand wrestling. They They... They know the history of wrestling, which is very important, I think. Um, but it was amazing. I, I, I'll wrestle out there anytime they offer me because the culture, the wrestling culture in Japan is fantastic. There's a, You'll be in the gym. They'll stop you in the gym to talk to you walking down the street. They know who you are. Uh, they're outside your hotel wanting autographs and pictures. Uh so it really was amazing. It's the, the best fans in the world. Uh, no uh, idiots like they have out here in uh, in America. Unfortunately, yeah. I yeah. mean, it's an approach. That's why I respect a lot of niche fans. A lot of uh, idiots out here in the States that think they know more than uh, the professionals. And I always wonder why, they, you know, uh, I'm with you. I digress on that, too. <laughs> I'm with you on that. Now, talk to me about your experience also just recently, you know, besides the match you had yesterday, but prior at PCW Ultra, you faced it, it, Tio Leona. Yeah. And yeah. break it down for us. Yeah, I had a match against Tio Leona. Uh, sorry. I always have trouble pronouncing his name. Uh, I had a match with Leona, um, and I knew I knew who he was because I've tagged with him in Vegas uh, quite a bit last year. So I, I knew what he brings to the table. Um He's a big, big fucking dude, man. And he's strong as hell. He's a former power lifter, former uh, pr um, uh, college football player, and has great intensity. Uh, I knew how strong he was going to be, but yet he was even stronger than I expected, if that makes sense, because uh, he's, he's like superhero strong. Um, big, big, tough dude. Um, I think I might have went in there with the wrong strategy. So uh, if I get back in there with in the ring with him, I'm definitely going to have to resort to some grappling and and uh, break it down, break it down, grab a body part, really fucking stretch it out. I think I tried to match power with him, which was probably a bad idea, but that might have been just uh, my ego getting to me a little <laughs> bit. Uh, I don't know if you know this, but some of us pro wrestlers have uh, big egos. <laughs> Oh, yeah, I do. I, I do know for sure. That is for – definitely I do know that. And then after the match, I mean, of course, Shane Hayes came, of course, and, you know, helped you out, you know, and I see Tio pretty much, okay, challenging you guys and my yeah. partner along. So, I mean, are we going to get that? You know, are we going to see 
you know, TMDK versus Gates of Agony. Is that, is that what we're going to see? I, I mean, that's what it looks like, right? I mean, uh, right before the match ended, I had my boy Shane come out and help me out. Unfortunately, the ref saw, so uh, I got DQ'd, but um, that didn't stop us from putting the boots to him. Um, I mean, if he wants to bring his partner, be my guest, you know, me and Shane just wrestled the best in the world in Japan the last month. Um, so we're ready. Uh, also, we got a lot of friends too. You know, if you think it's just Shane, we got Jonah in our back pocket. We have Mikey in our back pocket. We have a couple other, uh, tricks up our sleeves too. So, uh, don't think it's just going to be a two on two. You better have your head on a swivel. That's right. That's right. And one question I wanted to ask. I mean, you're the only American in the group of TMDK. Yep. Everybody else, I think, is from Australia. Australia, and, yeah. yeah. Are, can we see Chad joining along, TMDK? Can we bring him along? You know, Have the Wolf Saddies and TMDK? I would love to get Chad there. I think he fits right in. He's a nice. big, tough dude. Um but that's not my call. I you know I just joined this year, so if it was up to me, he'd be there. But uh, we'll see what happens. You know, it's like I said, we got a lot of tricks up our sleeves. We got a lot of aces up our sleeves. You never know uh, what we have in store. You know, it might be a 250-pound Che Cabrera cracking you upside your head. So <laughs> love it, love it, love it, Zach. love it. <laughs> I hope so because I mean, Che does you know perfectly fit. With TMDK, I mean, and think about this. I mean, you have the United Empire, how many fucking teams they have? Having million. I mean, million on their faction. I mean, yeah. might as well even up the odds, you know, bring in the you know, I'll, there. I'll say this uh, we're always on the lookout for talent that could help TMDK. I'll say that. Awesome. Love it. Hell yeah. I love it. Love it. And wanted to ask too as well. So, currently, right now in your career, what has been really like, one defining moment so far in your career? Um, I think, especially recently, um, so in Japan right now, they're still really strict with their COVID rules. Um, so right now they only have like, I think they lifted it a little bit, but when I was there, they only had a 50% capacity in the arenas. And not only that, but you couldn't cheer, you couldn't chant, all you could do is clap. So one thing I like to hang my, my hat on and that I feel is like a big accomplishment was once they lifted the restriction for cheering and chanting, the first match back at Cork and Hall was me versus Suzuki. So to me, I think that's like, to me, that was a big deal and an honor to be the first match after two and a half years of uh, the crowd to cheer. And uh, I thought that was really, really awesome and a big responsibility for me to put on my back along with Suzuki and I think uh I think we really brought uh gave the fans uh something to cheer about and uh they seem to be really pumped uh they're chanting my name in Cork and Hall so that's a that's a big deal to me yes and I was watching that and I was watching it on the fan world I was so I was really happy honestly I'm like it's, it's you know we, we do New Japan shows every Tuesday we cover it you know cover you know what's going on Mm -hmm. I honestly, you know, that I have you here, I have every time when I mention you, I have goosebumps because I, like I said, I've seen you for quite some time, and I'm really, really happy for you that you know where you're at at this moment and continue to strive, you know, and keep, you know, keep going. But I'm really happy because I'm a big uh, fan of yours, and you remind me of 
Not, I, of course, they're going to tell you, everybody, I'm pretty sure you hear it all the time. Dr. Death is the look yeah. because of the hair. For me, the in-ring is more like a little bit of t- of Scott Steiner as well. Yeah. We I have guess, that. Yeah. I like to think I'm uh, a combination of both. Yes. Or like a, a more athletic, uh, smaller version of Dr. Death, you know? Because uh, I'm 250 pounds. I, I mean, I'm no small dude, but Dr. Death was a big-ass motherfucker. So, uh, but I am a, I am really athletic too. I like to uh, get that in definitely in my offense that helps me out. So yeah, and Scott Steiner was another dude, big guy, athletic. So uh, that's, it's a good comparison, I think. But also, I like you know I'm my own man. I bring my own stuff to the table too. So, but yeah, I, I'd say that's a fair comparison. Yeah, definitely. And I mean, and yes, you are your own man. You you do bring a lot to the table. I mean, you know, not only just you know. Raw style, but you know, in a, you know, innovative moves as well that people are like, oh shit, yeah. and I love it, man. I could do it all. Uh, I definitely favor brawling and being a powerhouse more than anything, but I'm not afraid to get on the mat and grapple. I'm not afraid to use my athleticism. I'm not afraid to uh, do some high flying maneuvers either, which I do occasionally. I did some last night. So, uh, you know, I bring, I can do it all. I bring a little bit of everything and wherever the fight goes, I'm willing to take it. Awesome. Awesome. I love it. Two more questions. And then so I can get, you know, so you can enjoy the rest of your day. Question, uh, you know. So the first question is, if you were able to book your own, you know, your own dream match, would Uh, it be, who would it be? And what, for what promotion? I would, I would maybe do like, uh, like a war games cage match, and it would be like uh, me, Shane, uh, Jonah, Mikey, and Che. All right, so that's what five guys, one, two, three, four, five guys, and I th- since it's a dream match, then I could pick uh, people that passed away. And so, like seriously, so uh, Road Warriors, uh, Macho Man, let's throw in Dr. Death, and um, Ultimate Warrior, I guess. I don't know. I'm not these <laughs> three. I just picked the guys I like. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome, man. That's yeah. awesome. Last question here. So, what would you, what? What bad dude Tito will be doing if there was no pro wrestling? Oh shit! Uh, I don't even know. My life is consumed by pro wrestling. Like I wake up, I think, I eat, I breathe pro wrestling. So without pro wrestling, I don't know. I'd probably still be in the gym. I'd probably focus more on grappling. Maybe I definitely have some kind of shit nine to five job that I hated or something. So, but you can probably just focus more on grappling and martial arts. Hey, I mean, your attributes is martial arts. You never know. You you possibly could have stepped in into the world of mixed martial arts. Uh, maybe so. Yeah, maybe. Who knows? <laughs> <laughs> who knows? I mean, who knows? But I'm glad that you know. Glad you're doing you know fantastic. And I'm happy that of where your career is going at this moment. And I wish you nothing for the best to continue it, man. Awesome, man. And, Thank. you. Much. appreciate that. And I appreciate you for taking the time. But before I let you go, Matthew Tito, because he's a bad man, ladies and gentlemen, where can the people find 
Bad Dude Tito? Uh, you can find me on social media, um, Bad Dude Tito on Twitter and Instagram. I uh, have a few shows coming up uh, next week. I got New Japan Strong on Sunday. I got uh, United Wrestling Network in Irvine at the Irvine Improv on Tuesday. So I'll be there with my ass kicking boots on, ready to take some names. Oh, yeah. And I will be there for you versus Kenta at the Vermont Hollywood next Sunday. I will be there. That's going to be a brawling matchup. I can't wait to see. Oh, man, that's going to be good shit. I can't wait. Thank you. Oh, man, thank you so much. And there you have it, ladies and gentlemen. Make sure you follow Bad Dude Tito all over his social media platforms, especially in IG, uh, because he's more active than IG. You see, I'm not a stalker, right? But I know that you're more active than IG than the Twitter. I I know that. (laughs) But, yes. Make sure you follow him, ladies and gentlemen, and keep on you know, supporting TMDK, Wolf Saddies, and the bad man himself here, Matthew Tito. And we appreciate everybody for tuning in. And once again, thank you very much, Bad Dude, for taking the time and opportunity for joining me today. I can't wait to see you on, you know, strong and hopefully see you PCW Ultra again. Because I want to yeah. see that happening. I'm hoping. So yeah, I'll make sure. Some unfinished business there. Absolutely. Absolutely. Once again, ladies and gentlemen, the host, Stevie Swan, I've been seeing. We'll catch you guys on the next one.